0: You
1: are now listening to
2: LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this special episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host Adri Mallows. Joining me as always is
3: only.
2: Marcus Henson. How are you sir?
3: Oh we is back. Hello everyone. I have missed you all lovely listeners. It's good to be back indeed now with everything that's been
2: happening around the league in the last couple of months including the all fantasy game in guatemala we thought it was a great chance to dust off the microphones and bring you this special episode with that said marcus i think it's time for some lfl news
4: here is the news
2: So much has been happening around the league now since our last show. So we figured who better to bring you up to speed on things around the league than Colton Cole, deputy editor of LFL 360 and the maestro behind Around the League on Commissioner's Corner. Welcome back to the show, Colton.
1: Hey, thanks guys for having me. How are you guys doing?
2: Yeah, doing very good. Thank you, sir. How about Mm -hmm. yourself?
1: I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys asking. Good to hear.
2: Our pleasure. So, as we said, there's been quite a lot going on around the league. So, we figured maybe we could start around the new franchises that the league has announced this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, over the last couple months, we've announced the three new franchises that will uh will be playing the 2016 season. You know, we've got two Texas teams. We've got the Dallas Desire. Uh, they're returning. You know, they played early on, I think the first year uh, in the LFL, and then also Austin um, uh, which will be the Austin acoustic. So two Texas teams, those will be in the West and we shelved the Vegas team due to their, uh, venue being under construction. It doesn't really, uh, you know, make much sense to have their uh, games, you know, so far from Vegas. So we've got the, the four teams in the West that make up with uh, Seattle, LA, Dallas and Austin. And then the new team in the East will be the New England Liberty. You'll have uh, Omaha, Chicago, Atlanta, and New England. Each team's going to play or four games next year two home games, two away games. So those are the three new acquisitions.
3: But the other thing we've noticed is we've got some players are moving around the league. Don't know if you want to bring us up to speed with some of the offseason acquisitions.
1: Yeah. So with, you know, Vegas not uh, being a franchise next year, where a lot of those veterans would go, you know, you're going to have uh, like Cynthia Smith, um, you've got Kelly Campbell. Tamar Fennell sounds like Cindy Cummings will be trying to play for Chicago. So it might be the uh, end of the quarterback career there for Heather Fur. Just recently announced you've got Kim Chase from LA. She'll actually be going to Atlanta. So that's a big acquisition, you know, for Dane Robinson there in Atlanta. And then, uh, Pia Perry also who played for uh, Vegas is going to Atlanta. So those are the two big, uh, acquisitions on the offensive and uh, defensive line for Atlanta. But. Um, you know, more will be seen. We'll, I'm, I'm sure, over the next uh, couple weeks and even month, uh, we'll see some more acquisitions. And uh, you, know, with these tryouts coming up, it wouldn't be a surprise if a lot of past talent that played in the previous seasons come back to the league with the uh, the new teams, especially the upper East Coast. You've got a lot of players that you know had played for Baltimore, so maybe. Making the, the trip up there to play for the New England Liberty.
2: And some of the acquisitions that Atlanta are making, like you say there, Kim Chase going to Atlanta. It seems like Coach Robinson has seen what Coach Michelson did last year in building that team with some free agent help in Seattle and, and trying to turn Atlanta into that championship winning team.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. They, uh, they seem to be, you know, just a few players away. They have so much talent down there in Atlanta and they just can't uh, get over that hump and beat Chicago and, you know, represent the East and, you know, doing all they can to get that talent and uh, take that next step. But, uh, you know, they certainly have, you know, the talent there and they just need a, a few more pieces of that puzzle to, uh, you know, really give Chicago a, a, a good competitive game. Just
2: recently, we've had the All Fantasy Tour down in Guatemala. We're going to hear from a couple of the stars of that later, but what was that experience like for yourself, Colton?
1: Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, real neat to go into another country and be welcomed by so many fans that are excited about this sport. You know, you'll probably hear it from the girls, but uh, such a such an awesome atmosphere at uh, anything from like the media junkets to the, the signings uh, to the practices uh, to the game. Um, you know, there was just a, a great welcoming by those fans. And, um, you know, they love seeing uh, the athletes of the LFL play against each other. And, um, you know, for them, it was a real neat game, you know, having uh, two teams with so much talent on the field. Uh, you get to see all the all stars uh, competing and uh, great game. Uh, you know, big, big hitting game, kind of a, a blowout toward the end for the East. But, uh, but yeah, it was a great, great atmosphere and great trip.
3: You mentioned there from talent on the field to talent on the sideline. Now you guys just recently announced a new sideline report for the upcoming season.
1: Yes. Desi Mitchison. She will be, you know, joining the LFL films and the, uh, the production team for, uh, the broadcast in 2016. I understand that she's a big, uh, talent on screen and then she's a big sports fan. So. She should fit the uh, role great, and I'm excited to uh, you know meet her and see the 2016 season and, and see her work on the field.
2: And just in case we've uh, there's anything we've missed, there is there anything else you need to bring our fans up to speed with Colton?
1: Yeah, maybe I uh, mentioned the uh, the schedule. You know, the schedule was released about a month ago in November, and all of the tickets are on sale now. But it uh, should be a, a real neat season. More games, more rivalries was the tagline for 2015. So you had six teams and they played six games each this year. We've got eight teams. You're gonna play four games each. Um, there's gonna be some non-conference games, so there'll be some interconference between the East and West. Uh, those interconference games during the year. So that will be uh, that will be pretty cool. You know, you might see a uh, um, Legends Cup matchup potentially during the regular season. Um, you've got uh, Chicago playing Seattle. I believe that's like week six or seven. And then you also have the uh, Atlanta Steam playing Los Angeles Temptation. So that could be a, you know, potential uh, Legends Cup game. And then, you know, even some of the new teams, uh, you know, Dallas or Austin, when they play uh, Omaha and uh, the uh, New England Liberty. So it should be a really neat uh, season seeing that non-conference play. You know, no teams play each other twice. But uh, but yeah, looking forward to uh, the season, especially looking forward to seeing how these tryouts go. We've got three Teams uh trying out this weekend or three teams that are hosting their open tryouts this weekend. Um we've got the Seattle Mist, LA Temptation, and then at Atlanta Steam, and then we've got a, a few at the beginning of January and then a couple couple weeks into January. So, you know, expected some big uh big crowds at those tryouts. And uh it's it's real neat to see, you know, potentially some of the future stars of this sport and you know, their their first days at practice.
2: And you know, ever since we've been watching it year on year, the rookies just keep getting better and better with both their athleticism and football knowledge.
1: Absolutely, yeah. This year, you know, was a great example. You'd had uh, players like uh, Dominique Malloy, just an outstanding talent at the running back position. You know, she's another uh, you know player that a lot of people would be anticipating where she might uh, play next year if she does. Um, you also had like, um, you know, Katie Findling in Seattle turned into a great talent in the secondary there and a backup quarterback role. And Kim Chase, Najak Christmas, um, Katie uh, of that uh, of uh, L.A. and then you also had you know Katie Wheelan up in Seattle. So a lot of really good rookies this year. I probably missed a couple there, but uh, you know who, it'll be time before we know. Uh, time will tell the rookies of 2016 and who they will be.
2: Well, as always, Colton, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, and thank you for bringing everyone up to speed with the around the league
1: news. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed it. Take care.
2: Some big announcements there, Marcus. What are your thoughts on
3: on what we've just heard? Uh, you know what? I'm loving it. I, I I like the idea of going, getting some more teams, you know, allowing more opportunities um, for, for more athletes, some new names we're going to have this time next year. We're going to be talking about someone who we haven't even heard of yet. It's just exciting, you know, that next uh, set of athletes. But also the moves. Everyone loves a bit of free agency, but I am uh, itching for the season now.
2: I know it's, uh, it's going to be so long, isn't it? It's only like four months away, but even still, it can't come soon enough. Hey, only. my friend. Only. only, I know I say only indeed, exactly. But the thing I like as well about, uh, Carlton mentioned the schedule with the interconference games. It's going to work like the NFL. So the Eastern Conference team will play the team that finished in their respective position in the Western Conference. Hence why you've got a rerun of last year's Legends Cup and some other big matchups as well.
3: I like that strength of schedule bringing that into the league now that's great create competitivity
2: now we mentioned earlier that this was a special all fantasy edition so when we come back we will have the first of our special all fantasy guests
1: how does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL performance training focus
2: yet ever active in their community, film study, practice. In superb
4: condition, leading a healthy lifestyle.
1: I'm an LFL athlete, are you?
2: Joining us on the show now is one of the stars from the LFL's reality series Pretty Strong and all-fantasy player, Dina Fagiano. Welcome to the show, Dina.
4: Hi, thank you for having me.
2: It's our pleasure. Now, before we start, Dina, please could I ask you to advise our listeners what you were doing prior to joining the league and who or what inspired you to start playing?
0: You know, I was always um, involved in sports. I've always been really competitive. I saw football is this really dominating sport? And I always want to be the best, and I always set goals for myself and challenges. And I kind of let all that, a lot of that go in a couple years of college, just because I got into the partying scene, which you know happens. And then I had seen a picture of actually Heather Fur, who I know you have spoken to in the past, um, our quarterback for the Chicago Bliss. and she is just a very talented athlete. And I saw her standing on the field and she kind of just she just looked like this very powerful woman and I didn't know what she was playing but I had googled football lingerie and then I came across the lingerie football league and that's when I had tried uh, um I tried out and then now is you know rebranded into the legends football league but um that kind of motivated me after college to get back on track you know just after kind of falling off of the the athletics and I miss being part of a team and I knew that I could get that back with the Chicago Bliss.
3: Speaking of the uh, the Chicago Bliss now this season just gone you guys narrowly missed out on that elusive freebie I'm sorry I'm going to have to dig it up but um it was also the first loss in a couple of years I mean how did it feel to
0: process that as a team? It was rough it was almost like shock I couldn't process it as I was walking out the field in the Legends Cup and I knew that the confetti was falling on Seattle behind me. It was numb. I felt numb. I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't felt a loss in years. We were undefeated for two years, but I did. We I did lose games in my first season. I know what losing feels like, but it had been so long. Nobody knew what to what to think or what to do or how to act. And you know, as you know, even minutes settled in, and you know, an hour went by. My heart was just broken. It was just like you put on all this work and all this all this effort and sacrifice you put into, you know, each practice in each game and then you just don't show up in the first half. So, I mean, it's humbling because a lot of us needed it. I think we needed a loss, but we didn't, you know, obviously not in the Legends Cup. We needed a loss in the regular season, but, you know, a lot of the games weren't challenging enough. So unfortunately that's kind of what we were stuck with.
2: And is there any one thing that you would attribute that loss in the final to?
0: Definitely not one thing. I think it's a accumulation of a lot of things, outside factors, personal lives, um, a lot to do with, I can't speak for anyone, but I'm kind of speaking for everyone, but people get big heads. You're winning. You got a reality show. You're super busy. I barely had time with work, practice, promos, filming the show. I didn't put even as half as much training in in as I normally would for a regular season because there just wasn't enough time. I barely like had time to sleep. Um, I mean, it was a great experience. I wouldn't change it for the world, but you know, going into that final Legends cup, I just don't think we, we were all there. I don't know. There's just a lot. There's so many factors. There just wasn't one. We definitely could have pulled it off. I don't know. it's hard to think about.
2: But just a lot of things kind of all culminating and then just coming to a head in in the final, it seems. We come on now to the All Fantasy game. And what was your reaction when you heard you had been selected to represent the Eastern Conference?
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I have, um, you know, been following the All Fantasy games since my first year. And this will actually be my fifth season going in. So it's been, took my fourth year to make it onto All Fantasy and playing on the line. It's very hard to be All Fantasy because it's a, it's a hard position to get noticed in. But, you know, I do, I do my work. And so finally I was ecstatic to be a part of it and be able to travel and, you know, represent the league. And I think that's just a really big deal.
3: And of course, Eastern Conference, you guys were paired up with uh, Atlanta. A lot of their veterans. Heated rivalry between you guys. We've seen that you yeah, don't get along. So, what was it like training and and playing alongside them? And Coach Robinson for the the game itself?
0: It was funny. It was. It's. I. I bet a lot of people thought you know that Eastern Conference wouldn't be able to pull it off just because Chicago and Atlanta have had such a big rivalry between the both of us. And, um, going in, we were all kind of paired up in our, with our roommates, like on the Chicago Blaze. we had our room, like I had a roommate with Al, I was in roommates with Allie originally, but when we got there, coach Hack and coach Dean were rooming together and they had decided that they were going to pair each of us with an Atlanta player. So we, at 1st were like, no, we're not sitting in a room with an Atlanta player. You know, that was not part of the plan. Like that's bogus, but it actually ended up working to our benefit. And, you know, we had, we were forced to, um you know become friends with not friends but get to know these players you know we had to work with them and we had to be able to play with them in order to win so th- we really built a camaraderie and created the Shyland to team that we never really thought was ever going to happen and we came together during practice i mean you have a lot of personalities on this team if you're invited to the all-star game you are a star of your own team so you know imagine having all of these big personalities you know, in one locker room from different teams, it's challenging and it's not always like butterflies and rainbows. Oh, we're going to be friends now. It's (laughs) you have to let things like roll off your shoulder and, you know, move on. If someone says something, you
2: know. And it looks as though the league was very well received by the fans in Guatemala. What was the whole experience like for you taking the sport to a new fan base?
0: Oh, it was amazing. US has uh, some competition with fans. I mean, I feel like Guatemala was... Everywhere we went, we were treated like with such, you know, respect and like they looked up to us. These, the fans were awesome. It was like all about, I, I've never heard selfie so much in my life. It was, I didn't even know. I thought I took a lot of selfies, but trust me, the Guatemalans are they're loving the selfie game. Um, but it, they, it was amazing. We had amazing security and it was just an amazing place to visit.
3: We've got a to touch base at least now on the reality series, Pretty Strong, which you took part in. I mean, what was that experience like? I mean, um, was it like having a camera follow you 24-7?
0: So it wasn't 24-7, but it was a lot of the time. I worked during the day and they couldn't follow me during the day. But right after work, they would yeah practice. We would practice, you know, two, three days a week. And then they would pretty much film majority of the weekends. And it's very demanding and exhausting, but even at practice, it's so funny. Hack would be like, okay, we, they would warn the camera crews once to get out of the way. And if they wouldn't get out of the way, we would literally run the play and like run them over. And we're like, <laughs> want, we're going to ruin the equipment if you don't move out of the way. Cause, cause when it comes to practice, like that, that's not going to get in the way of Hack's practicing, you know? So it was, it was awesome. It was a really cool experience. I met the producers and everybody, all staff were so cool. So it was very different.
2: (laughs) And during the series, we saw some interesting scenes with uh, you and the young Miss Alberts. What was it really like living with Allie?
0: We were just like the show. I mean, we were a mess. I mean, I'm a mess. And, you know, she's always cleaning up and I like don't do things. I do things on my own time. And I'm a respectable roommate. I mean, everyone loves me because I'm lots of fun and whatever. But yes, I'm a little messy. She's gonna have to deal with that. I'm like, I'll clean it. I'll clean up when I want to clean up. But in the end, me and Allie have such a good time together. We have a blast. We go out. I mean, we love socializing with everyone. And I mean, I just like positivity. You don't see me involved in a lot of drama because I'm just, I I try to stay out of the drama. I want, you know, I just like to be everyone's friend. It's fun though.
3: Maximize the fun. Yes. We have heard though from that show and of course uh, around the league, we've heard about a lot of changes. uh, seen about the upcoming tryouts. Um, So we're wondering, coming in the future... Uh, I think you've touched on it a little bit, but will we be seeing you kitting out for the Bliss again this season?
0: Um, Yeah, I definitely will be. I, you know, love Chicago. I'm not going anywhere. And I love, you know, getting better every day. There's so much more I need to learn about football, even being my fifth season. And I really love helping other girls and women and people contacting me, like wanting to know more. Because I, I knew nothing. And I think it's great that I can at least tell them and teach them a little bit about what I know and maybe you know, motivate them to be better. So I am excited for the tryout in January. I heard we have, you know, we have some people from around the league that might even be coming over and playing with us. So, I mean, Hack's going to, he's going to take the best and he's going to take the hardest working, most motivated. And that's it. I mean, players that were playing last year could, you know, fall off and someone will replace them and, he lets everybody know that every every day.
2: And what you just mentioned there about inspiring the young players actually brings us nicely into our last question. And that is, what advice would you give to any young females looking to get into the sport?
0: Definitely just do what you can to stay motivated and positive. Keeping, I keep a positive outlook on everything. I, honest to God, think that it changes what happens in your everyday life. And wanting to get better, challenge yourself, set goals, and, you know, work towards a, those goals and you can you can do anything, so.
2: And um, well, on behalf of myself, Marcus and all of our listeners, thank you very much for coming on the show today, Dina. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome.
2: Like your favorite LFL players and teams and receive breaking news stories. The LFL's official Facebook page, facebook.com slash my LFL.
0: This is Lauren Ziegler with the Atlanta Steam and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. The world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break
1: their confidence.
4: Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football.
0: Intensity.
2: Beauty. Ah! Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker
0: rooms, inside the huddle.
1: The they run the outside, are it.
0: Get to know your favorite players.
1: The one thing I want to do is
4: just. Make everyone happy. Give 100%. And bowling
2: games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. joining us on the show now is our war paint award winner from last season and western conference all-star ty emery welcome to the show ty day,
4: everyone thanks for having me
2: <laughs> oh you're most welcome so uh, you may or may not have been aware that when we did our lfl awards last year you actually won our war paint award for your maori <laughs> paint during one of the games
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to this and i'm thinking i was like yeah yeah i am war paint war Paint veteran right here
2: <laughs> absolutely no, yeah. I
4: I didn't know I won that. So that's awesome.
2: <laughs> oh Well, there you go. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now, those familiar with the league will know that you played for the Queensland Brigade in Australia before playing for um, the Las Vegas in last year. But could you please advise our listeners how you came to be involved with the LFL?
4: So really, I had one of my friends, Cody House. She was our tight end in the Queensland Brigade. We'd been friends. We had come from the same small hometown of um, central Queensland in Australia. And she just brought me down to, yeah, one of the training sessions. And she knew that I was going to fall in love and get hooked. And that's exactly what happened. As soon as I walked on the field, I just knew that this was what I wanted to do. And my eyes widened and yeah, my teeth clenched in and I've been on the ride ever since.
3: And of course, the LFO only had one season in Australia because of some issues with TV deals. But What's the reception like for LFL and American football in general in Australia?
4: It's definitely picking up now. Um, of course, they've got another league that's been going on. Um, there's always more than just like TV deals that was happening behind the scenes as to why it was never going to go through in the second season. But it's also, a, I think it's a great thing. We've, we've now got our commissioner putting full focus on the American league and we've just come back from our all fantasy tour, which, you know, which is an amazing thing for us to branch out into other countries to introduce the sport into it. But, um, yeah, it's exactly the same in Australia. More people are starting to get to know it. Obviously, we had Jared Hayne, who'd come over and played for the 49ers. So that's helped to, you know, bring the public profile up of the sport. And that's exactly what LFL has done as well. It usually has a really good reception. Of course, it has the bad that comes with the good. And we've had a lot of criticism that may be from magazines to the news. And, you know, once they meet. Us as athletes and they come to the games, you know, their their minds always change. It's the same for everybody.
2: <laughs> now, before we get into the, the all-fantasy game itself, um, having played in both Australia and America, what would you say is the main difference between the two leagues?
4: Uh, definitely... It's a mentality thing. Americans have just this much more focus, like it's it's everything. And you can't really even understand that sort of thing towards American football until you've come to America and you're living around Americans and you're living and breathing and thinking and dreaming of American football. And I knew that I was an intense personality and I knew that I loved and intensely loved this game when I was in Australia. And it wasn't until I really felt at home with being able to be like that and being comfortable with being like that until I come to America, because that's exactly how everyone else is. So I think the difference is definitely just more of a mentality of being football minded and knowing and knowing that life is football and football is life.
3: With that mentality, coming onto the. the all fantasy game. Now, how did it feel then uh, when you found out you're gonna represent the Western Conference? Honestly, I jumped on my bed. <laughs> I was like,
4: "Yeah, I made it! <laughs> oh yes, we made it!" Did a little jiggy. You know what I mean? Um, no, I was just—I was so—I was so happy. I—I I definitely probably cried on my own. It was—it was just one beautiful thing to know that you know something I started out three years ago and getting into this sport that I could reach to the you know reach to these sort of heights so fast. And I know that's just because, like I said, I live it, breathe it and dream it every single day and every single night. And it's just the perfect payoff for something like that to happen.
2: As part of the All Fantasy Tour, you played with some familiar faces um, from Las Vegas, as well as some from L.A. and Seattle. What was it like mixing with the players from the other teams?
4: Uh, I think as soon as everyone met each other, there was a small, like, two second where everyone's kind of just sussing each other out. Like, everyone's got a big personality. Everyone who had made this team as the alphas of their smaller teams, it was intense definitely at the start. Everyone's mentality was to win. Like there wasn't one girl who was on the Eastern or the Western who didn't want to win, didn't come to win, um, and didn't play to win. So it was good to kind of see those personalities really mix in. Everyone's a leader and it's it was just good to see how each person kind of was their own leader in their own way and how everyone could really just mesh and work well together.
3: Those teams you mentioned now, we know next season, there will unfortunately be no Las Vegas in, but can we expect to see you starting in a lineup somewhere? I've got Atlanta
4: and LA in my sights. It all just depends on, I guess, where it's going to be best for myself um, to build on from what I've already got you know, placed out in front of me. Um, whether that be LA or whether it be more close to the South or near my family, I can't see myself making a decision until, you know, until it's cut off time, but you will be seeing me. So yeah, I think that's
2: that's good news for, from both us. and, And I'm sure a lot of the fans around the league, it's great to know that you'll be suiting up for someone next year. So to finish off, please can I ask you to give us three reasons why people should start to and continue to watch the LFL?
4: It's fierce. It's fun and it's dramatic. There's nothing more that you kind of want that's wrapped up into a movie that doesn't have those sort of elements about it. Leaving the beauty behind, it's, it's more the ferociousness and the level of play that like everyone is coming out on that field and bringing. Yeah, I, I can't see why nobody wouldn't get addicted to it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know it's when I first started watching it, and when Marcus first started watching it, you kind of obviously you're initially drawn in for the, for the obvious reason, but then you stay yeah. because you see that it is real football being played by real athletes.
4: Yeah, exactly. And since being in, a, you know, since started playing, I've had people from the NFL even be talking to me and they're like, I just finished watching highlights of you guys like yesterday, me and my boys were in the locker and we we're watching you guys. They're like, damn, you hit big. And you're like, yeah, we, we really do hit big. So to have other athletes who are at the highest of, you know, highest of the game, even giving such compliments like that, you know that people are starting to recognize that it is real and it, and it is, it is a league of its own. LFL is a league of its own and there's never going to be a copycat of it it's only LFL
2: yeah great to hear that it's getting recognition from from even the National Football League and that the sport's growing in general and now on behalf of myself Marcus and all of our listeners Ty it's been a real pleasure having you on the show
4: oh cheers guys
2: (laughs) Spunhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire we specialize in creating content for all your podcasting needs whether it be field recordings Fox Pops or capturing the atmosphere during social events editing is a very time-consuming job so Spamhead productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound and we will do the rest we can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too visit us now spamheadproductions.weebly.com that's spamheadproductions.weebly.com well marcus that wraps it up for another show my friend How has this reminded you of how much you missed the LFL and missed that trip to Seattle?
3: Too much. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) No, I am, uh, yeah, love this sport and God, bring on April. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Can't wait for the season to start now. Don't forget our shows are available on the LFL 360 website. That's LFL360.com. And we are also downloadable on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and tune in radio. Remember,
0: hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Adrian or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com.
2: Or you can also tweet us at Audrey Mallows at ballhawksnest.
3: Or at Marcus underscore innuendo.
2: And until next time, LFL fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by.